You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome to the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley and Jake Mastriani with you after an exciting Braves win, 5-4. That's the final score. It got a little more exciting perhaps at the end than people were anticipating, but nonetheless, a win is a win. The final series before the All-Star break starts out on a good note. Before we get started with today's show, I want to remind you as always to subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta here on YouTube. We've got over 2,500 subscribers. We'd like to add you to that list. And make sure you turn on notifications so you get the alert every time we drop a new episode. And also make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Uh, well, Jake, we got more Braves home runs, but we got the great pitching that we haven't seen the last three days, or at least getting a starting pitcher to go deeper into a game. And that seemed to be the recipe for success up in Washington. Yeah, definitely what the Braves needed, Kyle Wright, giving them some length. And really, I thought getting better as the game went on, and we'll get more into that. But yeah, just a... a a win is a win is how you summed up the beginning. I think that's definitely the case here. The Braves were out hit 11 to six in this game. So being able to get a win out of that where all your runs come off homers and you get a good start, but the bullpen's a little shaky late again. And this is definitely one of those games where a win is a win. Yeah. And we'll take all of those. You can win ugly. You can win pretty. You don't ever lose pretty though. So I guess that the old adage is you'll take them however you can get them. And that's what the Braves got on this night. Game number 91 of the season opener of a four game set against Washington before the all-star break. Taking a look at the line score Braves now 54 and 37 back to 17 games above 500. They had five runs on six hits, no errors left a man on base. All five runs coming courtesy of home runs. We'll talk about that soon. Nationals dropped to 30 and 61. Four runs, 11 hits, one error, and seven men left aboard. Kyle Wright, the winner, now 11 and four. Anibal Sanchez, first start in quite some time for him. He didn't pitch poorly in this game, made a couple of mistakes, and the Braves were able to hang a loss on him. He's 0 and 1. Kinley Jansen had to walk the tightrope in the ninth inning, did give up a home run, but was able to lock down save number 21. Time of game, two hours, 54 minutes, crowded 25,577 on hand to see it. Those Braves home runs, they started early and they came as were needed. Dansby Swanson, a two-run shot. Michael Harris, the second, a two-run shot. Matt Olson with his third home run in as many days. That supplied the offense for Kyle Wright. We'll talk more about Michael Harris in particular because, boy, did he have a fifth inning to remember. But let's go ahead and circle in on Kyle Wright here because I did feel like this really set the tone in this one, Jake. Seven innings of two-run balls, seven hits, a walk, four strikeouts. Did give up a home run, but, man, he looked sharp on this day, I thought. He did. And look, again, like I said at the top, it's exactly what the Braves needed after that Mets series. They didn't have a pitcher getting out in the sixth inning. And like I said, I thought he got better as the game went on. A little shaky early on. He gave up a couple of hits on his curveball early in the game and then kind of went away from it. The first 21 batters he faced, he threw 18 curveballs. The last seven batters he faced, he threw 18 curveballs. So it's a pitch that Maybe he didn't have a great feel for early, obviously his best pitch. But later on, once he started to figure it out, we saw him start to mow down some of the Nationals hitters. You know, a big turning point there in that fifth inning. Could have been a big inning. Had the huge play for Michael Harris that I know we'll, we'll touch on. Uh, but after that, really just kind of settled in through six straight curveballs to Nelson Cruz to get out of that fifth inning jam. And then those sixth and seventh inning were his best two of the night. So, Hopefully that's a sign of things to come for Kyle Wright. Not that he's been bad, but, you know, as good as he looked in those last couple of innings, you know, hopefully that leads into another start. And again, I thought this one was great. And again, just exactly what the Braves needed. 
Yeah, a great way to punctuate the first half for Kyle Wright. He logged logged his 11th win of the season, that before the All-Star break. You don't see that too terribly often. He's the first Braves pitcher to do that since Jair Jurgens. You may be wondering, when did Jair Jurgens do that? Well, the year was 2011, so it's been a hot minute. He had 12 wins, did Jurgens, so Wright joins uh, Jurgens, Tommy Hansen, Russ Ortiz, Tom Glavin, and Greg Maddox as the only Braves pitchers since the year 2000 to reach 10 wins in the first half. For a guy that only had two major league wins under his belt in the regular season coming in, I would say that this, Jake, was a pretty welcome development because Kyle Wright is, I felt, I feel, really been the stabilizing force of the Braves rotation this year. Yeah, and I was thinking about this coming into it. Look, he started the season. It looked like he may be a frontline starter, and boy, wouldn't that be great. And I'm not saying he can't, but the fact that he even has just solidified himself as a big league starter, we're, there were still questions about that coming into the season. And even if he, you know, settles in as a, you know, middle rotation three type starter, I think you can live with that because we weren't sure what we were going to get from Kyle Wright. And, you know, again, I think he had the possibility to be a, a two, three starter for a while here with the Braves. So it's certainly been a big development, especially when you look at Ian Anderson and him kind of stepping back a little bit. Kyle Wright filling that void, obviously Spencer Strider as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what they've gotten from Kyle Wright this year, I thought he had the chance to have a breakout season, and he certainly has done that. And, yeah, it's been great for the Braves pitching rotation. Yeah, we've talked a lot about the Braves starters and what they're able to do more times than not and what they've been delivering for the Braves since the 1st of June. And Kyle Wright, really, from his very first start on, he has had very few speed bumps, and the ones he has, he's managed to bounce back pretty nicely. Let me talk to you about another starter, though, and that – is the way that you start your day. And let me suggest Coffee AM be the way that you start your day because coffee has never tasted so good. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small-batch coffee roaster. If you go to coffeeam.com slash locked on today, you can take a look at their full menu of coffees and teas and gift sets. That is coffeeam.com slash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout. You'll get 15% off your first order. Coffees, teas, gift sets, lots of stuff for you to check out. Coffee AM, the best small-batch coffee roaster in America. Now let's talk about the Braves offense because you got the great pitching. You need the offense to hold up their, their end of the bargain. And they were able to do that early and often enough to win this game. Dansby Swanson was O for the Mets series, but a two run homer there in the first inning, Jake, that was a welcome sign to see. It's not that Dansby had the worst series in terms of how he looked at the plate, but the results weren't there against the Mets. They're there immediately in Washington. Yeah, look, two balls against the Mets that I thought were gone off the bat. I think Dansby did as well. So I'm sure it felt good to get to Washington, a place where the Braves just apparently love to hit uh, Mm -hmm. and got that home run early in the game. I'm sure that felt great for him after the tough series there. Um, But also before that, Ronald Acuna Jr. getting on base, stealing second, moving to third on an error. No, Dansby is the home run, so it doesn't matter. But the pitch before the home run, he almost Sanchez almost threw the ball away and Ronald almost scored on a wild pitch. You know, Ronald being there at third, we talked about this in the past, you know, that has an effect on what the pitcher is going to throw. And that certainly helped in that case and perhaps got Dansby a, a better pitch, a ball that was certainly left up. Uh, that Dansby was able to crush there. But, yeah, good to see Dansby get that again after a rough series in New York and hopefully uh, finish the first half strong where, again, I think he's been the team MVP. Yeah, he has been the team MVP. He's one of five Braves All-Stars heading to Dodger Stadium over the break as well. So Dansby's been recognized for that, but would love to see him get a little bit more in this final series before the All-Star break. Meanwhile, Matt Olson, another home run. He's got 16 now on the year. He's homered in three consecutive games. That puts him on pace, Jake, for 29 home runs this year, and that goes with his 59 double pace. So if you're pushing potentially 90 extra base hits in your first season with a team, I would say that more times than not, that's a pretty good way to make a first impression. And while Matt's had some highs and lows, you'd love to see him even that out. 
He has been productive. And if he decides to get hot at this point and help the Braves go on the second half run, I think a lot of people are going to be converted to full-on Matt Olson fans. Yeah, again, like you said, it's not like Matt Olson's been bad in this first half, but I think he's a player that if you're looking for the second half, you know, who hasn't really, you know, turned it on necessarily. Matt Olson's a guy that could pick up the slack. And again, not that he's been bad, but I think, you know, expect the average to be a little bit higher, but the extra base hits have been there. And we've talked about it, all the doubles that he's gotten, every, everybody's been asking, where's the homers? And you just knew at some point, you know, he was going to start getting them in bunches. And here we are seeing it in three straight games. And I didn't, I didn't fact check once again, but if you can believe the radio guys, I believe that's the sixth inning in three straight games that he's gotten that done. So uh, again, just love seeing this, love what Matt Olson is doing, providing that power in the middle of the order. Um, so again, I think he's up for, you know, maybe even a bigger second half, like you said, yeah. could carry the Braves offense in the middle of that order. Well, I believe the radio guys more times than not, they're right on the money. So the Matt Olson home runs, you'll take them no matter what inning they are, but a couple of uh, big ones for him here in this game, which helped in a game that the Braves won by one. And, of course, that go-ahead home run against the Mets, that was a big moment for Matt Olson on the homestand. Now let's talk about Michael Harris before we get out of here because he had a fifth inning, as I said earlier, to remember. A two-run homer for him after a 10-pitch at bat. I was impressed enough about that. But then in the bottom half of the fifth inning with Washington threatening, Juan Soto, a line drive single to left center field, left the bat at nearly 109 miles an hour, went 284 feet, Michael Harris cuts it off, flat-footed, throws it home 94 miles an hour to nail Luis Garcia at the plate. Great tag by Travis Darno as well. But, Jake, if I had to pick one defensive highlight for the Braves in 2022, I think Michael Harris is going to be hard to top, and we haven't even seen, what, 71 more games. Yeah, it's it's really incredible, and I tweeted this out I was almost about to be frustrated because I wanted him to hit the cutoff, man, because I didn't want that runner to get to third with one out because I thought he had no chance throwing this guy out at the plate. And I knew he had the arm, but what's incredible is the fact that he, like you said, is able to cut this ball off, come around it and position himself to even make that throw. I don't think people understand just how difficult that mm -hmm. is and how rare that is to be running in that direction and be able to come around the ball and, and square up and throw that ball to home plate like he did. I mean, it's just truly amazing what he's done out there. We've already talked about it. I think he can win the gold glove if he keeps this oh, yeah. up all year long. I, I think he, he definitely should. What he's seeing out there is incredible. And then, yeah, oh, by the way, a 10-pitch at bat and for a two-run homer to give his team the lead. You know, I wanted to call this the Michael Harris game, but I feel like he's already had five of those <laughs> this year. So it's just like this kid, what he's doing is just truly special. And it just seems like every night, you know, it, it's the same thing with Acuna when he's going. And I'm not trying to put that label on Michael Harris at 21 years old, but, you know, it's, when Acuna goes out there and when he's clicking, it's every night he's doing something special. And now they have another guy like that in Michael Harris. Yeah, Michael Harris has had quite a few sparkling moments this year. And if you want to make your moment sparkle, you can do so with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on sports listeners get a $50 off uh, get $50 off a purchase of $500 or more. And this podcast exclusive includes engagement pieces. Use the code locked on. That is code locked on. Every order is insured, ships free, arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So you can shop stress free and find your forever piece at BlueNile.com today. Let's talk about game two of this series. It comes your way on Friday against Washington. It's Ian Anderson, 7-5 against Patrick Corbin, who is 4-11 on the year. Threw pretty well against the Braves last time out until Atlanta got a little bit more and more of a look at him. It should be an interesting pitching matchup for two starters who saw the same club their last time out. 
I was going to say, I think feel like we previewed uh, both these pitchers in the same setup not too long ago. But Corbin, like I said, even though you know he had a pretty good outing there for a while last time, the Braves have really crushed him over the last couple of years. And now having seen him so recently, hoping this is an opportunity for the Braves offense to really break out. I mentioned, you know, the home runs, all 13 runs the Braves have scored this week have been on the home run ball. They haven't scored without a home run since Riley's walk off on Sunday. So, look, I, like I've said in all the postcasts this week, I'll take the home runs and as you're getting them in bunches and you're getting with runners on. But we'd love to see them, you know, do a little bit more, put up a big number, you know, seven, eight spot uh, and, and get a more stress free win because this one got a little too tight. Uh, more tight than it probably should have. And for Ian Anderson, four walks his last time out, you know, other than that was pretty solid. You're seeing him making, you know, marginal improvements here and there, but would love to see him, you know, take another step. Talk about somebody who needs a good outing before the all-star break. That is certainly Ian Anderson. So would love to see that. Yeah, it would be big for the Braves to get a good start from Ian Anderson. He could close out his first half with a little bit of momentum, perhaps, to carry on into the second half after the All-Star break. 7.05 p.m. Eastern time, first pitch at Nationals Park. Ian Anderson against Patrick Corbin in Game 2 as the Braves look to grab another victory up in D.C. where they've won 12 consecutive games as of their victory on Thursday night. Thanks for joining us here on the Braves Postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Subscribe here on YouTube and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. For Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. Once again, your final score, the Braves 5, the Nationals 4. We will catch you tomorrow after game two of the series. And until then, so long, everyone.